you know, both the science side of it, the fascinating science that, that is done here, the variety of topics that were being done, as well as working with really smart people. It was just great to work with all these people, different people that, you know, from so many different backgrounds. And being, a, you know, a math major with a computer science minor, and then I got into the geography and remote sensing aspect of how to apply that. And after I looked at a couple of Landsat images, I was hooked. Coming to Eros, you learn about a lot of science and remote sensing and um, research that you just didn't know that you'd be interested in. A lot of things get glossed over into kind of generalities of things, and the world is much more complex and dynamic than, than, than that. And so we need people who can, who can think beyond a 30-second soundbite. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Eyes on Earth, a podcast produced at the USGS Aero Center, which celebrates its 50th anniversary this year. Our podcast focuses on our ever-changing planet and on the people here at Eros and across the globe who use remote sensing to monitor and study the health of Earth. My name is Sherry Levesay, your host for this episode. Throughout the center's 50-year history, Eros internships have attracted talented young people to learn about various aspects of the remote sensing and science mission at Eros. A good number of them chose to make their careers at Eros, sometimes for several decades. Today, we're talking to several of these folks who chose to stay, some in person and some joining us remotely. They'll introduce themselves as we go and share their favorite memories at Eros. Everyone, welcome to Eyes on Earth. Jess, let's start with you. I hear maybe you're the one with the most seniority in the room. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself and how you ended up as an Eros intern. Yeah, it's always interesting to be referred to as the, the senior person in the room. Um, mixed feelings. Um, yeah, my name is Jesslyn Brown. I go by Jess. I started as an intern at Eros in 1989. I heard about Eros, I think for the first time, from my um, my graduate advisor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, whose name is Don Rundquist. I was working on a degree in geography, and I had just actually, I just came back from the AAG meeting, Association of American Geographers, my first conference as a geographer. And um, Dr. Rundquist said to me, you need to call uh, Kevin Gallo. He's, he works at Eros. I really didn't actually know what Eros was at that point. Um, I made the call. He had an internship opportunity. Um, Dr. Gallo was a, actually an employee of NOAA, but he was stationed at Eros. And, um, you know, long story long, he interviewed me, and then I was given the internship to work with Kevin. It was really an amazing place to work. I remember um, just really being impressed with the mission. And, of course, back then we read Landsat data off of reel-to-reel -reel tapes. That was a real challenge. And I remember being really impressed with the poster on the wall on Chernobyl. So the Chernobyl accident had happened, I guess, three years before that, 1986. And of course, everybody knew about that. That was a really big environmental disaster, uh, very scary time period. And here's this poster with uh, Landsat data on it. I think it was sort of time series, you know, before and after, and you could see the um, thermal signal of that, that disaster um, in that poster. And I, I just thought, I mean, I'm a science geek, so I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, it was great working with all of the staff. Dr. Gallo was really fun to work with as well. I did a lot of graphics work at that point. We did not have a separate communications and outreach 
part of the building, part of Eros. So a lot of my work was making graphics, you know, to be presented either or to be put on the wall or to be um, put into publications. But our graphics capabilities were very crude compared to today. There were other interns um, at the same time. So we had a cadre of interns and they stuck us in a room together with our little monitors <laughs> because there were no PCs either. This makes me feel old. And so you're on these these really tiny monitors with like black background and green text and you cannot see graphics on your monitor. We had to go sign up to a, a special at a special place uh, called the Digital Analysis Lab, the DAO. And um, that's where we actually looked at our results. So you would do all this programming and calculations with remote sensing data. And then you had to make an appointment and on the, you know, sign your name that you wanted to use the DAO from one to two and look at your results. It sounds kind of prehistoric compared to now, but that's what it was like in 89. What's your favorite memory of being an intern? Um, like I said, the camaraderie, um, the, the, you know, both the science side of it, the fascinating science that, that is done here, the variety of topics that were being done, as well as working with really smart people. And what made you stay? At the same time, I was approached by um, uh, Dr. Jim Merchant, who is a, um, who was, he's passed away, unfortunately, but he was a, also a professor at University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And he was working on a, he was just starting up on a project with Tom Loveland, Dr. Tom Loveland, who is here at Eros. Um, and I knew, I knew Tom um, a little bit, not really well. Between the two of them, somebody asked me if I would work on this project. So my next job after working for uh, Eros as an intern was to become a, uh, they gave me a title, visiting scientist, which sounded very important. And um, I worked for the next two years for University of Nebraska-Lincoln on this project, but I was stationed at Arrows. And then that turned into a, a contract job um, in 1993. And then I worked for three different federal contractors between 1993 and 2008. And then in 2008, I received a, a, I applied for and, and got a USGS job. So it's a long answer for a long career what made me stay, the work, and the people. I mean, both of those things are wonderful. And, um, you know, the mission here, it's very important, understanding a changing Earth. So what's your position now? Um, so I lead the project that's been called LCMAP, Land Change Monitoring Assessment and Projection. I've been in that leadership role since 2017. I call myself an active acting project manager because my, my degree is in geography, it's not in project management, um, but many of us over in science in Eros uh, wear several hats. So that's what I do right now, um, and it's it's been a really challenging job. It keeps me busy, and um, hope, hope to be here for a bit longer. <laughs> okay, Christy, you go next. All right, hi, I'm Christy Seiler. Uh, I started as an intern in May of 91, I was a, let's see, I would have been finishing my sophomore year at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, and they had a great career planning office there, and I happened to see this internship listed. Um, I contacted the person that was listed on there, and then I was hired in the science department as what was called at the time a co-op uh, student with the government. And those 
um, internships were a little different than what they have now, whereas now they're not guaranteed placement at that time. They had the opportunity to offer me a position when I finished the internship. I guess I kind of had forgotten about the fact that when I was a senior in high school, they had a job shadow program at my high school, and I actually came to Eros as one of my job shadows because I was interested in computers and programming and computer science. That's what I started out with at um, School of Mines, and then I switched to um, math major before I got this job, but so I had all the computer skills, so when I started, I was still doing a lot of programming and stuff. I was actually working for uh, the Global Land Cover Project when I started doing programming, which is something that Jess has had work, been working on at that time as well. So I did work that first summer, went back to school in the fall, and then a part of the co-op was also working a semester. So then I came back in the spring and worked from January to the end of the summer again, and then I went back and finished school and came back in the next summer. So it was a little bit different of a kind of internship than most people have because of it with that government co-op program at the time. What's your favorite memory being an intern? Um, I think kind of like what Jess said, there was just so many of us at the same time. Um, Susan started at the same time I did. We had a big group of interns, you know, and we'd always have, you know, be able to have lunch together, be able to talk through things, you know, do things on the off time so that you you actually knew somebody when you were coming here, you know, not having lived here before. Um, even though I am originally from South Dakota, um, a small town called Menno, just southeast of here. So uh, Sioux Falls was a big city to me, but still, it's not like I knew anybody when I when I came to work here. So that was always great that we had a camaraderie, you know, amongst us all. So uh, you already indicated that part of your the, the structure of your internship was that you would have a job when you were done, but what made you stay long-term here at Eros? The science. I really liked the science branch. At the time, June Thermosgard was our branch chief, and she had basically was the one that offered me the permanent position to stay. Um, I had gotten involved in a lot of different projects, um, and John Dwyer, also who's not with us, was someone I um, was actually basically his intern like my second or third summer working on helping him with his imagery for his master's thesis that he was working on uh, so it was it you know it was just great to work with all these people different people that you know from so many different backgrounds and being a you know a math major with a computer science minor and then I got into the geography and remote sensing aspect of how to apply that and after I looked at a couple of Landsat images I was hooked and so there was no going back from that. So even when I went back to school, you know, to finish uh, my degree, I took a remote sensing class and, you know, found a, a work study position in one of the GIS labs there. And, and, you know, everything just, you know, fell together then. And, and there was no question that I was going to stay. And I wanted to keep living in South Dakota pretty much. I don't know why at that time, but <laughs> <laughs> I was naive at that time. No. So, yeah. Miss me. It was you. It was Susan. Yeah, it was Susan. Yeah. Uh, so what's your position now? Uh, now I um, did real science uh, for a long time. And uh, then recently, back in 20, 2016, which is not too far in the past, I um, took a position in the science branch as a science as a supervisor. So now I'm uh, more into the management side of things. Um, and then during COVID, um, uh, they needed someone to be a program manager for this project called Lizard, um, which is LSDS Science Research and Development Project. 
and uh, they basically said, can you do this? And I said, well, I'll try. And so there I am, and now I'm pretty much the full-time uh, PM for the Lizard Project, as well as sticking my fingers into all other science things, as Jess knows that uh, I help with, have helped with LCMAP in the past. And now we're starting a new project that I'm going to be a project manager on that project as well, all in the vein of you know land change and science. Now we'll talk to Susan online. Susan, go ahead and tell us, share with us, how did you end up as an Eros intern? And when was that? Hi. Um, yep. As you said, I'm Susan and Brock. I started when I was at Brookings SDSU. I had got into some work digitizing Africa, the Horn of Africa, mainly at a cooperator with Eros um, that was stationed on campus. And since just like Christy, I was a math computer major. And a coworker of mine, our co-classmate of mine, also was a math and computer major. And when we both applied at Eros, because we had seen after I had worked at, um, on campus with the cooperator that was with Eros, because I had really honestly not heard of Eros when I was at Brookings. Um, and we both decided to apply. And since we both took every class together and we both had had C, the famine early warning system Project out at Aeros Views is what it's called, was looking for a couple of interns um, that had C programming, so we got on board. And so it was great because um, I think there was five of us that commuted down from SDSU all summer long, and then we all arranged our schedules for the next two years to have Tuesdays and Thursdays off, so we came and worked at Aeros every Tuesday and Thursday so we worked in the summer, we worked during the school year, we worked, but we had that carpool of people, which was great because it's an hour <laughs> and you don't tell commute back then. So um, I think one of the few tasks that we started when we started as an intern, which really will date me, is that Windows just came out and they <laughs> wanted us to learn how to use it. So, <laughs> And so that's how I started there as a C programmer. And then as I've been at Eros, I've worn many hats. Um, I should state that after I was done being an intern, they didn't have a full-time job for me at the time. So I did briefly go away for nine months. And then uh, Michelle Anthony, who also was an intern with us at the same time uh, as Christy and I, reached out to me and said they finally had a full-time job for me. So at the time, um, there was an opening and it had to do a lot with the digitizing as well. I was working with satellite images and it was the year of the flood of 93. And so we were working a lot of overtime um, back then. You would digitize every river, rock, tree um, with flooding. Uh, nowadays, that's all automatic. But that's how I um, kind of got into that one. And then I moved into being more of a programmer. Now I'm a kind of the web developer of several different projects and just kind of learned on the job what the tasks they wanted. Um, having a degree in computers and math, you kind of versatile to just go with the flow on what they ask of the work. So what's your favorite memory of being an intern? I will piggyback off of what Jess and Christy said. 
when we started as interns, we had a half a dozen, dozen interns. We would take up a whole table and we would all meet for lunch and compare which projects you guys were working on. And it was so interesting, all the different science that we, everybody was learning about and learning so many different things. Like Christy mentioned, she went back to take a remote sensing class because, you know, coming to Eros, you learn about a lot of science and remote sensing and um, research that you just didn't know that you'd be interested in and so that was really great but my favorite memory which um, kind of comes back to this is the Midwest and everybody's down to earth I was a golfer and there was a golf league at the time and a couple people found out and asked if I could fill in once in a while as a substitute and I didn't really know anybody as you as an intern you really don't know who people are and got asked to golf with a few people. And after I golfed with them and really wondered what I had said afterwards, um, I was golfing with one of the people at Eros and had no idea. <laughs> but it was fun because it was just so down to earth. You would have never known that they were the high management and you were an intern. And it's just the the down to earth people that are out at Eros. Everybody wants to learn from everybody because it's such a great mission and learn from everybody else that's out there because everybody has something to give. What made you stay at Eros for your career? Well, the work um, was really interesting because it wasn't really, I mean, I initially wanted to become an actuary, actually, um, and but I got this computer job and I was liking it, um, and several of the people that I was interns with stayed at Eros, so it was nice to have people that I knew um, and continue working with, And but just the, the change of job pace for me the whole time I've been at Eros, I continually switch hats, so it's not like you're going to go to a bank and you're going to do the same job for the next 30 years. We I have done multiple, multiple different jobs and projects. What is your position now overall? My title is a computer engineer, but I would consider myself a web developer, web application developer, um, working within programming side of the I, – I do not work with the science and research like Christy and Jess. I'm more on the computer side of the building aspect of behind the scenes they do the research with the data that we manipulate and get to them. Roger, last but not least, we come to you. Uh, how did you end up as an Aeros intern? When was that? So my name is Roger Auk. Uh, I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, I've known about Aeros for a long time. I think I've visited a couple, two or three times probably in, in grade school and maybe even came out here in high school. I went up to SDSU and kind of wandered around what my my majors and, and my calling was going to be, and so I ended up getting a history degree up, up there, although I took four regional geography classes. Remember, history needs a location and space to happen, so geography and history are linked together. And so I had a, a history degree up, up at SDSU and a master's degree from USD, and I got married in 1996. And about a year later, my wife was saying, what are you going to do with your college degree? Since I was kind of working in a, a good job at a hospital, but had nothing to do with my, my educational background. Um, so I decided to go back up to SDSU uh, and work on a Master's of Geography. I actually met Christy in one of my first classes, which was uh, a kind of a hybrid class um, taught by a, a SDSU geographer who's a land use um, geographer, how people use the land. 
and co-taught by Dr. Tom Loveland from Eros, who's been mentioned already. And so I had that class in the fall of 97, 90, and actually it was a kind of a two-class two part for the whole year. And so in the, in the spring of 1999, I went on my first professional um, conference. It was actually out in Hawaii, and Tom was speaking out there, and so uh, I kind of harassed him a little bit about uh, maybe, you know, I could come work at Arrows. And so I became a, a government intern at the age of 37, uh, which was pretty unusual. There was a clause in there that if your uh, research could be linked to your job, you could work full-time. So I started full-time as an intern in 2000 here at Eros, and then uh, went to the contract side in 2001, and then went back to the government side in 2008. So been here since 1999. What's your favorite memory of being an intern? So one of the main kind of scientific outputs here out of, out of the science department has been uh, large area land cover mapping. And there is a, a the National Land Cover Data Set, NLCD, which is fairly common and known now, but in 2000 they were just finishing up the very first one, which had started in 93 and 94. And so it was released, I think, in the, in the spring of 2000. So my internship was already kind of working on land use, land cover, in a different project that, that Tom at Loveland had started in 99. Uh, but I, I was approached by somebody who had been involved with the NLCD, and I said, can you write up a paragraph of, of what you see when you look at the map? And I thought, wow, that's pretty heavy stuff when these people have been working on this for six or seven years, and they want an intern, okay, an old intern, but an intern to write up a descriptive paragraph kind of summary for what people can see fairly easily in the map. So I think that was that was pretty cool. Once your intern internship was done, what made you stay? Well, I mean, there's a certain amount of inertia, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a local person. Um, but, you know, this project that, that Tom Loveland had started and Christy was involved with uh, as part of it, we were looking at land use and land cover across the coterminous United States from the beginning of the Landsat era, 73, through the current time or so, 2000, so 27 years. And you really got to learn a lot about the country on, you know, what is there, where for land cover, but Probably more important for me, what is there for land use? How do we use the, the land? Um, what stays the same? What changes? Um, what's the drivers of change? And one of the things that going beyond and trying to understand not only basic information and, and, and kind of knowledge of, of what comes from the map generation from, you know, the the, the remote sensing imagery and then turn into a derived product, but what are the consequences of land change? What are the good things? What are the bad things? What are the things in between? I could research things until the end of time and I would never be done with them because there's always something different or something change or a different angle of, of research attack that we can do. So I'm a little bit different. I'm not a non-technical type of, of, of a land cover, land use person, but 
I don't run out of things to do. So uh, explain what your position is now. So I'm a research geographer kind of specializing in, in U.S. land use and land cover. And so I am leading under just mentioned uh, the LC map. Now it's being combined in with this NLCD to become uh, land cover next. And so I'm leading the assessments aspect, kind of under trying to understand questions of, of, of the drivers of change, whether some of the consequences of change, um, using various you know map data sets uh, and other data such as climate data to kind of understand what's going on where in the country. One last question for you: What advice would you give to any intern considering working at Eros today? Our science department covers so many different topics. So I, I would think if, if you were uh, interested in geography or remote sensing or even some of these topical areas where um, you know the, the, the surface of the earth is changing and we can monitor that using the Landsat record, um, this would be a great place to be an intern. It's definitely something that I would advise people to jump on if they get the chance. It is a unique experience. Um, it could be overwhelming because you are really working with very intelligent people, but you learn from those people and that's where you're going to gain your best knowledge. There's a lot of things that people think they know that may they may not know all the way, you know, especially in the whole world of, of social media and 30-second sound bites and things like that. A lot of things get glossed over into kind of generalities of things and the world is much more complex and dynamic and then than than that and so we need people who can who can think beyond a 30 second soundbite i'd like to thank all of you for sharing your stories about arrows today and thank you listeners for joining us on eyes on earth you can find all our shows on the usgs arrows website you can also follow arrows on facebook or twitter to find the latest episode or to subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast, this podcast, this podcast is a product of the U.S. Geological Survey, Department of Interior.